0: Welcome to another episode of This Warrior's Life's podcast, uh, I'm Will Evans here with Brad Larkin again. Brad, episode number 10, a uh, bit of a milestone, who would have thought we'd make it this far? Yeah, well, yeah. No,
1: we've done well, I, I suppose others would have probably thought we should have given up a while ago, but yeah, and s- any normal show would have a best bits and a highlights package sort of now, wouldn't they? But. Yeah, so like we're seriously lacking in best bits
0: and highlights. Yeah, still looking for a highlight, but um, nevertheless, we're still plugging away, so 10 out of 10 for persistence. Um, given it is a bit of a milestone for us, hidden double figures, I'd like to dedicate it to a, a, a dedicated fan of the show, Ricky Chadwick. He's always ready to jump in with some uh, constructive feedback for us. Um, last week, or during the weekend after the game, he... Had some uh, had some feedback for the for the player ratings and and thought he'd uh, give us a bit of a few tips for the podcast too. Um, what's he said here? Um, your podcasts are shit too. Well, see, so that's the sort of feedback you can take to the bank. I mean, he's just outlined exactly what we're doing wrong and where we need to improve. We need to sort out the shit, but yeah,
1: yeah. So uh,
0: if we get that sh- all this, sh- if, it, if we get the shit out of our show, we should yeah, be just left with good. Stop being shit. That's, that's pretty uh, straight to the point. Mm. So uh, cheers to that, Ricky. And um, moving on Take from it that, on board. yeah, yeah. So um, you know, as always, welcome your feedback. Uh, moving on to round nine, was it uh, the? How would you find the weekend? Magic round. Um, you are a fan? I I like it. It needs some tinkering. What What were you?
1: Uh, what would you change up? Uh, I'd like to shift shift the Thursday game and make a full Carnival Day of it Saturday. And yeah, a couple of Arvo games.
0: Yeah, wouldn't mind, or even the three on Sunday, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah, Thursday yeah. was a bit of a non-event, but um, the rest of it, yeah, I thought it was really good. Uh, good to see you know, a decent crowd there for every game, and just even knowing, even watching it on TV, <laughs> knowing that. All sixteen teams were there represented. I sort of found it, found it pretty cool. Kind of like yeah, a m- yeah. s- more serious version of the nines. Yeah,
1: yeah, you did right. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is cool. It's cool.
0: Um, now there were a few good games uh, over the weekend, but probably none better than the uh, than the Warriors' comeback win over the Dragons. How good was that? Oh,
1: awesome, awesome. God, it's good, haven't it?
0: something positive to talk about, isn't there? Yeah, I'll say. Probably one of the few times this year. Easily their best win, I would have thought. Uh, As usual, we'll start off with um, my dad's initial reaction. And he's gone a bit tongue-in-cheek this week. Uh, He's texted me straight after full-time and said, uh, Blair made the difference. So, (laughs) sly we dig at Adam Blair there. Obviously (laughs) (laughs) out-suspended. Oh, JD.
1: Oh, JD. But in saying that, like you say, I would probably... Offered more on
0: attack than Blair has this year, so yeah. Was, I don't was, know. Neither of us have been a huge uh, fan of Lingi in the past, but he was fantastic on the, off the bench some fantastic some brilliant offloads and uh, good work rate in the time that he was on the field. So skipped the spot this week, Adam Blair in the extended reserves. Interesting call from Kearney. Uh, you would have probably thought with. Blair sort of being seemingly one of the coaching staff's favourites that he'd be straight back in, but not to be. Lingi Siao, at this stage, gets another run, so good to see. Um, yeah. Look, I think you were saying to me earlier, they, uh, they're probably a bit unlucky in the in the first half to be down 18-6, and it always felt they're capable of, of coming back. There was just something a bit different about their attitude despite conceding a couple of tries. Yeah, and that's what we touched on last week. In the
1: first 10 minutes, you know you sort of get an idea of what Warriors team you get. And then the Dragons jagged at least two pretty fortuitous tries. But the Warriors weren't playing bad at that stage either, though, I don't think. They were just unlucky to go down on the scoreboard, but good comeback.
0: Yeah, so they could have easily grabbed another try or two. The Warriors towards the end of that first half didn't happen for them, but they obviously came out in the second half with uh, with a real focus, a bit of aggression, which was good to see, and just chanced their arm a bit, played with a bit of instinct um, when they are on attack and, and yeah, just muscled up in defence. Drag has never really got going in that second half, which is pretty impressive g- given that, you know, packs uh, that's stacked with Origin and, and Test players. So a huge step forward for the engine room which was beaten up so badly by the Knights a week earlier. Um, yeah, any anyone in particular that you were fizzing over individually? Carl Lawton. Oh man, what a cameo.
1: Oh, he's he's jumped the ranks I think surely with that that injection off the bench, that energy that he brings and well, seems to take the right decision. Even if he runs himself into trouble, he knows not to try anything silly. He'll just take, take the tackle all the summer. He Yeah, I liked it.
0: Uh, quality footballer. Um, I was surprised though, as anyone at, at how well he went, 90 metres, uh, 5 runs um, in 20 minutes. That's one hell of an impact for, for a interchange hooker and um, he basically sealed the game right at the end there with that line break from Dummy Half, set up the uh, the last minute try and uh, yeah, I'd be happy to have him in the 17 every week after that one.
1: Yeah, how nice was it as a viewer just being comfortable knowing that the Warriors, you sort of just knew the Warriors were going to win that and just being able to comfortably watch a game and enjoy every minute of it. Because
0: mm, it did take a while to get back to level and then... They only went ahead with ten minutes to go. So, but you always felt like they were in control of that second forty. Um, it, was a, yeah. it was a tense watch, but it was you know you, just the way they were playing. You felt like they had it in hand. Yeah, I, yeah. I wish they had a, just w- one more try. I
1: had I had a small sum on them winning thirteen and over, Ooh. so I was a little bit gutted.
0: What were they? What were you getting? What were you? What were they paying for thirteen plus? Four fifty. Four fifty. Yeah.
1: Could have easily
0: happened, but oh no, well, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Yeah. Well, you, had a, you had a go. and uh... Into win, eh? Into yeah. win. Um, and any any negatives from the game? Perhaps anyone that underperformed slightly? Oh, no, I don't want to pick a negative out of that. I, I don't think. I can't let it go without saying that Blake Green still seems a bit off the pace. Um yeah. Yeah, he's still, he's not a handy, is he? No, I think he's still slightly, and he has had a few games out, uh, just adjusting to that, you know, being being the dominant half. Probably not the most yeah. natural pos- position for him, for someone that's played with, you know, Sean Johnson, Daly Cherry Evans, Cooper Cronk. Still just adjusting to that, and he doesn't have the biggest boot. Uh, he did just about 100% of the kicking, it seemed. Um, yeah, he's always been a support actor, has not he? Yeah. Uh, so, But, you know, he, he, I thought his direction was really good towards the end, um, had a hand in both those late tries that got the Warriors the win, so he'll be better um, as he gets a bit more rhythm, and, and Cody Nicarima, a good debut alongside him. Yeah, comfy as, wasn't it? Didn't overplay, he sort
1: of, was obviously just sort of sitting back and learning a bit of what the Warriors doing, but didn't do anything wrong as far as
0: I could see. Just that extra bit of pace he's got, uh, set up yeah. both those tries, um for Peter Hicku with that just that skip to the outside, and it's just something the Warriors have been missing, being able to create that extra man with with that extra yard of pace, and yeah, I think Cody's gonna really revel with being sort of the secondary playmaker, and you know just pick a spot. Uh, I thought it was fantastic for someone trying yeah, to yeah. come into the into the club a week earlier. Yeah, couldn't ask for anything else really. Uh, okay. Man of the match for me, Big Ken, I thought was absolutely outstanding all round. He did his normal you know, 150 metres uh, hard yards uh, but some of his defensive efforts, jamming in, shutting down plays, tackling Lomax over the sideline when he looked decent for a try and the kick and chase for uh, the kick and chase yeah. to force a repeat set. It's another string to the bow for Big Ken.
1: Yeah, I
0: How's how he automatically just got safe within eighteen months? Yeah, he was jit, he was a jittery mess on
1: that wing, and now he is one of the safest players in that team.
0: Yeah, he's easily one of the most consistent, and uh, yeah, just one of my favourite warriors. I think. Which, I'd, if you'd uh, asked me, if you asked me eighteen months ago, I would have. I was campaigning for for Nicol Klopstad to <laughs> take a spot on the wing. So glad Big Ken is. Uh, Turn things around, scoring tries, and another one for him, 7th of the season. Already, he's already too ahead of where he was last season at the end of the year, so <laughs> huge for Big right. Ten. Uh, but as, as we've said, after some good performances earlier in the year, it, it means nothing if they don't beat Penrith this Friday. So you know, they've got to make sure it's, it's not a one-off, otherwise we won't quite be looking at that one that through such rose-tinted glasses.
1: Yeah, you're right. They need to string some together before we get too confident.
0: Uh, now, in honour of um, of uh, Ricky Chadwick and his, his generous uh, feedback, <laughs> we've we've started a new segment, something that uh, inspired by uh, Paul Crawley's beef of the week of you know around three hundred and sixty. This one's called uh, "That's Ridiculous." Uh, just one thing, one thing each week that has really wound us up. Uh, Brad, if you don't mind, I'll I'll take the first uh, the first hit up here for this new season. Sure, go for it. Uh, break the Nesters deli invites. What what's doing with those? It, honestly, he's commentating the game. I know that he, he's still learning the the commentary ropes. He called Nathaniel Roach Daniel Roach on the weekend. Um, <laughs> but. It, Dish, dished out three dallying points to to Roger. It was all good. I thought that Kim probably deserved the three, but Roger was very good again. Um, two votes for James Graham. What's yeah, they doubted didn't that. To me, James Graham, great player, but barely featured, especially uh, yeah. in the second half. And that to, to, he was the second second best player on the field. He's I'd
1: like I'd, I'd understand if he was giving out points for who done the most yelling. <laughs> And and then yes, maybe Graham would probably he probably would have got the three. But what well, yeah, what's doing, Bray? What yeah. are you up
0: to, buddy? And he just uh, out one to Carl Lawton, which uh, probably deserved for the impact he had. But considering some of those other performers, particularly Big Ken, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, and if he thought that uh, that Graham was the best forward on the field, uh, he's watching a different game to me. Anyway.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, he didn't do well, he didn't do much he would obviously done something but yes yeah. yeah, it's,
0: it's not the first time uh first time brace dished out some some dodgy results <laughs> on more games this year he, he totally snubbed roger in round one he did yeah he he's under your skin oh, uh, but and it's i think and I'm not sure if it's just brace games but the, it's really winding a lot of fans up the the daily endpoints um oh, how some of the people that are judging it I just don't get... Brett Finch, one of them? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, oh. It should almost be... A, an imp- well, not or well, anyone who's doing it should be impartial, but someone that doesn't have another role. And obviously using 90% of his brain capacity trying to commentate the game, and he's got to come up with the three best players on the field. Why not have some judges that are there purely watching to see who should get the down points? So I'm sure people hey. would volunteer to do it. So, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't, get, I, don't, I don't get these dudes, how they got appointed as the judges.
0: Um, and, the, and the format is done to, to get to a few people. Mitchell Pierce has only just found form in the last couple of weeks, yet yeah, he's ahead of guys like Luke Carey and Cody Walker, which obviously he hasn't. Been a, a more of a standout player than those two, so. Yeah, that's that's a problem I've always found with the daily ins. Mm. Like even Brooks last year, was he the yeah. best halfback in the comp? Well, he almost won it. He almost won, yeah it off Roger. exactly.
1: It's thwarted the system. It, yeah.
0: Um, thwarted? That's the wrong word, eh? Um, yeah, probably. We'll Ooh. we'll come back to that one. The <laughs> you don't have yet the thesaurus handy, do you? No, nah, not not handy. Yeah, bring it next time, and we'll sort, sort those little wrinkles out. <laughs> Improvements. Try um, not to be shit. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I'm I'm feeling a little bit jittery because I'm too strong to concentrate so hard on not being shit. Um, but where do we get to? We'll move on to the mailbag, I think. Yeah, we'll be, oh yeah. yeah. A bit of, uh, um, big response again, surprisingly. If, we, if the, as many people were asking us questions or actually listening to the show, um, it would be a runaway yeah. success. But anyway, well, uh, Dale doesn't, doesn't look like they stick around and listen to the show. No, asking, does it? <laughs> no it's, it's more about wanting to ask an intelligent question but not really caring what we think. <laughs> Nevertheless, we will answer them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now Steve Nahu has asked uh, how much work do the boys do on the wrestle seems like opposition play the balls are much faster against the Warriors than other teams uh, which never allows our defensive line to get set um, and, that, and he did mention that Cooney worked with the best at it and Craig Bellamy just thought we'd be a lot better than we are that's yeah, a, a good point it's we do seem to get uh, rolled or steamrolled by a lot of teams that have that dominate us at the ruck, as it happened against Newcastle. But it might just be a week to week thing. What do you reckon? It's you know we're not always terrible, but sometimes it's quite glaring.
1: No, we're not, and our pack is probably a little undersized comparatively. But yeah, nah, I, we, I think it's just more obvious when they do get done. And um, as
0: opposed, yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it's.
1: I, don't know, and I wonder sometimes it, too if they forget. Last year they were so good at it, and that was just what everyone fell in love with them again about. But then I wonder if this year they just think they they know how to do it, rather than mm. and forgetting the fact that they actually have to try to get
0: yeah that back. it's one of the, obviously one of the hardest qualities in the in the game to, to maintain. And obviously it, it didn't happen every week last year as well. there was some games where we got absolutely uh, dominated by packs like the Roosters and Rabbitohs. Um, leading into the next question from Aaron Turner. The Warriors have always been known for their big pack, but I can't help but feel we're one of the smallest in the comp. Do we need more size up front, and if so, what players should we target? We'll talk about the potential targets uh, in our next segment, but uh, to answer the first question, yeah, we always have had that reputation of having a big pack, but I think it's a bit of a myth from the Joe Wagner days. Um, I've talked about this with John Coffey, the legendary um, New Zealand Rugby League historian and journalist. And Go the Green Mile? No, no same oh. Same name. He's uh, yeah, oh. yeah, did the <laughs> the, uh, the Green Mile guy is, yeah. Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, um, yeah but the, it, it's just, it's a bit of a myth, really. Um, I don't think we've ever been that much bigger than any other pack or that much bigger than average remember when we sort of talked about it, and it came up because you know the, the Aussie commentators always talk about the trademark big warriors pack and I did a bit of a comparison we actually had the second or third uh, smallest starting pack by by weight so it's just a just something that's followed the warriors around Um to the second part of the question I think we probably do need a bit more size we do seem a bit a little bit small up front would you say? Yeah, and we've touched on this in la- over the last few weeks. Small and slow. Uh, but we'll we'll come to a few possible targets soon. Um, moving on to the next question. We won't be able to get to all of these, but... Um, this one from Joseph Stone. Interesting take. I think Fuss needs to move. This isn't really a question, more of a, a statement. But anyway... I think Fuss needs to move to the centres, bring in a winger. They're not sure what the options are or how well they're going. Well, I was kind of thinking the same when Fuss was struggling a bit and we had uh, Carter struggling in the centres, but I think now that Herbert's there, uh, got to leave Fuss out there. He's such a, a try-scoring strike weapon. Good to see him combine in his first game with Herbert, grab a try. Um, I think we saw last year, 23 tries, equal club record, That that's probably where he belongs. What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. No, nah, he's he's a
1: winger, and I think he's just had quite a disjointed start this evening out on that side. Yeah. And like you say with Herbert last week, you're seeing glimpses of of the old Fuss out on the flank. So leave him.
0: Yeah, super super safe under the high ball. Big body coming out of out of uh, Warriors territory. I think that's where he's best suited. And I'm fine with our centre situation at the moment, anyway. Yeah, Hecus can be a bit of a mixed bag. But he was good the other night. Um, and yeah, if he's scoring tries then and not uh, totally dropping his bundle in defence, then then he's pretty classy operator a lot of the time. Um, yeah. Corey Kitchen has asked, what's the best options for our bench? Surely Jazz, a hooker and two forwards isn't the right call. Well, I've, I'd have to disagree with this. I think Jazz is a bit of a victim of his own versatility. People were kind of think, well, if you've got Tavanga there, you can't have another hooker, but I think we should just forget about Jazz's ability to play hooker because he's not a 30-minute-a-game hooker, which is what we kind of need off the bench now. Mm-hmm. And for me, Jazz is a, a really good middle forward, um, and forget about his size because he's doing the work. He's one of the best second-phase players that the Warriors have got, and he gives the pack a point of difference.
1: Yeah. Totally agree. The only thing I'd change maybe on the bench is maybe bring the likes of Ashford in, now that he's playing second row in New South Wales Cup, and then you've got a, back, a bit of back cover as well.
0: Yeah, uh, But I thought the bench probably worked quite well. Uh, Sal was, was great, the impact that he had off the bench, and who was, oh, and, and Bunty was obviously back on the on the bench, so you need that, that uh, front row option, but yeah, I, th- I thought the bench worked better than it has all season. The balance of it um, you know, forgetting that that Tavanga can be a utility. Think of him as a middle forward, and he played really well. All of them did, all four of them. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we got good service. It's
1: an unlucky week to ask that
0: question because finally the bench yeah. played well. Yeah, because it has been a bit of a dog's breakfast, and but I mean, for this is the first week that that seventeenth man has actually got a bit of decent time. So, um, mm. yeah. But no, I think that's the right balance. For me, I'd keep Lawton there, Roach, go and get some solid game time in New South Wales Cup, and I still think the Warriors are a better team with Isaac Luke. In the number so do, Yeah, so I'd, do I. I'd love to see what him and Lawton could do in conjunction with each other. Yep. Um, another, here's another one from Phil Tetai. Uh, do you think Chanel Harris-DeVita should be on the bench in place of one of the three hookers we carry? Tavanga, Lawton, Roach, how can you expect him to improve if they get no first grade time or time with a first string, six or seven? Uh, No, I don't think he should be in for any of the hookers. Well, again, I don't consider Tavanga a hooker when we've got another hooker there. Remembering the fact if the whole Johnson saga didn't go down, he would be nowhere near this first
1: grade team this year.
0: Yeah, exactly. He would
1: would be playing the New South Wales Cup, so the kid needs to grow.
0: Yeah, and, uh, you know, New South Wales Cup's a good stand. He he needs to sort of learn how to steer a team around, and he's much better off getting 80 minutes and, uh, you know, getting his confidence up, dominating a bit. He'll
1: he'll get plenty of games this year, but those two halves won't go the
0: next whatever round's left without an injury. No, exactly, and, uh, yeah, coming off the bench, I don't think we'll do anything for him in first grade. It's, you know, he's better off getting 80 minutes regularly because um, he, won't, he won't be coming off the bench and going into a half position he'll be going onto a wing or in a hooking position yeah, no I think that uh, they pulled the right rein there and I think saw the what Nicarama did the other night so uh, yeah, Chanel's time will come but not this year or not permanently this year anyway um, we've got a, another long-winded one from Philly Steve Tapu again. He's basically condensing it down. Is uh, wondering if the Warriors will ever overcome their inconsistency, um, and obviously great win on the weekend, but uh, Warriors fans uh, never know what to expect next. Uh, yeah, and they've definitely been super inconsistent this year, but what team, besides the top few, aren't, would you say are genuinely consistent Exactly, it's just they're tagged with that label saw them get, the Eels get pumped by 60 points the other night and teams just, you know, you can't stay up for 24 rounds the Warriors have been under par this year Um, but yeah, I think the inconsistency things may be a bit overblown just performances have been down on last year, on the whole yeah
1: They are Historically they are inconsistent Yeah but, uh, Hot and cold But that's the style of footy they play Yeah But I think I think every team goes through Those hot and cold stages as well That's what we tend to forget When you
0: just think of one club They're inconsistent in the In the um You know In, in the fact that their best Is a long way away from their worst But rather than be Inconsistent like they are They're shit So Yeah um. <laughs> last half full way to look at it yeah fair enough um, you know, we'll skip right through the last one sorry to anyone that we didn't get to answer your questions but Geordie Trunks Rogers uh, asked do you see Well, that's a hell of a handle yeah well, I'm thinking Trunks might be a bit of a bit of a nickname has so it, has he got a bit of b- big junk junk in the trunk Not, can't yeah, tell from his yeah. profile pic here uh, but he's asked if we see us making the eight Brad, do you? If we do, it'll be 8th. I, th- I think there's
1: four or five teams fighting over that 8th position. So if we're lucky enough to beat out one of those those other four teams, we'll get 8th. I don't see us going deep.
0: The uh, the thing working in our favour is that it's a very bottom-heavy comp. Um, yeah, even if you push the Raiders up into that sort of, high-performing bunch with the Roosters, Storm and rabbit Everyone else looks, you know, like Manly a fifth, Tigers sixth. they haven't been going that well. Yeah, that's yeah, fair, cool. Sharks on cool. seventh, Eels eighth, they just got canned by 60. Like, I mean, there's a lot of room to move up. They Warriors need to go on a big run. Yeah, you're but right, there's only can... really set ones
1: up. you got your Rabbits, your Roosters, and Storm. Canberra are still a... They're pretty flaky
0: still, I think. Yeah, they're looking to, they've got a tough game against South this week. If they lose that, that's all of a sudden three of their last four they've dropped. Uh, They they deserve a lot of credit for the way they've played, but yes, probably yet to totally prove themselves.
1: Um, Yeah, I'm.
0: I'm, I'm I think I'm wrong on what I initially said.
1: We could actually get that. Get up to fourth or get up to fifth or something.
0: Relatively, mm-hmm. um, yeah. It's just there's just not those sort of standout teams. When you think about the teams that finished fifth and sixth last year, it was you know Penrith, Cronulla, then then Brisbane and us. The you know Manly Tigers, Sharks, Eels, are uh, performing consistently, anyway, is anywhere near as good as those four teams last year. So, yeah, a yeah. bit of a glimmer. No, we're round. in the battle. We're in the battle. Because I, I had written it off last week. I thought, Jesus, a long road back. But, you know, you win a game and then it all sort of condenses down the table and you look at the draw, think if you can win another couple, then all of a sudden, you're yeah, you're right back in the mix. So, yeah, yeah, big crucial period coming up, I think. They've got the Panthers and the Broncos the next couple of weeks. The games you really want to bank um, because, yeah, they haven't played a lot of the good teams. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, but. It, it, yeah. Okay. But, yeah, I certainly, certainly, Hope. I'm feeling a lot more positive this week than I was last week, that's for sure. Um, yeah. What yeah. a difference a week, mate. Oh, yeah. Weeks a long time, in rugby league. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,. So that uh, concludes Mailback. Thanks for everyone for their questions, and um, yeah, quite heartened by people actually taking the time. Yeah, to ask it's them. not even if they are giving us a serve, fair enough too. Yeah. We don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, so exactly. Get stuck into us. Yeah, just as long as you yeah you realise that we know we don't know what we're doing. So, oh, we yeah. well aware. We have never once said that we, we know sure. what we're talking about. Um. So we might move on to a bit of recruitment talk uh, on the back of uh, one of the guys' questions there. Um, yep. And, yeah, obviously, not sure what the cap situation is after taking Cody Nicarima on. Um, not sure if they've got room to, to buy anyone else mid-season. Probably not anyone super good, but uh, a Ford is definitely top of the list for... Um, for next year so I thought I've jotted down a few names players that are off contract and players that have been talked about being moved on but I'll just run them past you and you can give me a a thumbs up or a thumbs down Brad yeah boom let's roll it. well this is a guy that's been rumoured and not so much a big body up front but definitely in the four pack and he has been rumoured to be in the Warriors sights. Kurt Capewell from the Sharks what do you reckon yes yes
1: yeah. As long as they're not paying overs, I watched him in the weekend, had a good game, so on that performance,
0: yes, I'd, yeah. I'd have a look at him. I thought the same good offload for a try and a, and a couple of really good things in that first half. Um, yeah, just maybe brings a bit of a, a point of difference to the Warriors pack. Hmm. Um, bit, of a, bit of a runner of the ball. Yeah, can play centre, so he's, you know, he's obviously got a, a couple of yards of pace, which we're probably lacking a bit in the pack. Um, yeah, and he might not be that
1: glamorous but I reckon he'd make a difference in our
0: pack sort of a watered down version of, of Ryan Mad- Madison from the Tigers who I thought was fantastic, I was drooling over having someone like that in the team, someone that can run around in the second row and play like a eight when he needs to um, that would be ideal but yeah Katewell could be that sort of buy for the Warriors if they as you said get him for a decent price
1: Hmm. Uh, yep.
0: Next one, and there's been talk about where he may go, maybe Super League, maybe a few clubs in the NRL are interested in him, but big George Burgess from the Rabbitohs. Uh, totally unlikely, eh? Yeah, you wouldn't think so, but all things being equal, if he was keen, would you be keen? Oh, sorry, right, there. yes. Hmm. Wouldn't mind it, actually. Yeah. Um, no. Not at all. Yeah, that makes plenty of yards, big unit, you know, comes from Wang culture. Um, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it. He's, he's developed a taste for the theatre, hasn't he? Theatre acting. <laughs> yeah. Or well, he can come in, Out of it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. He can come and, um, what do they call it? I can't think of the, the expression. Some, something about the boards. again. Jesus, that would have come in handy tonight. Um... Tread the boards, that's it. Can come Tread and do the that. There you yeah. um, uh, Zane Titovano from the Roosters, he's off contract apparently. No thanks. No thanks? Well, no thanks. Okay. No. Okay, yeah, don't no, It's, it's got to be unanimous, so no to Zane Titovano next year. Um, a guy that's creating a bunch of headlines after just a handful of games. Geez, I like this guy. Um, Sotili uh Auckland born big rangy second row for the Roosters just coming off the bench and doing some amazing things cutting lines open, setting up tries uh, have you seen this guy running around in the last few weeks? No I haven't oh, I haven't, just got, just not at of, all headgear long hair, looks like he's about 6 foot 8 um but yeah, incredibly mobile. How, um, lo- how
1: long long's he stitched up
0: for? Uh, he's, well it says he's off contract according to Zero Tackle. Um, mm. He's definitely looks like a guy the Roosters would be in total. Age? Lift. Yeah? Uh, 21, yeah.
1: Yeah, see so that's the type of person. That's no offense to Zane Tedavana previously, but done. if he was going to be good, he'd be good one now. Okay. in the NRL standard. Um, but yeah, someone that
0: that's, that's perked my interest. Tupinu, he is from Auckland, Marish Jr. Um, off to lure him back, he looks, yeah, he's just the sort of guy, the Warriors, a bit of a game-breaker in the pack. Um, now, I'm sure if you've seen this guy come through the ranks, but he's, he's a big unit, Brayden Hamlin-Ueli from the Sharks. No, where are you digging these no, guys up from? No, just looking through the off-contract list. But he, was, he had another good game for the Sharks, apart from a bit of a dusty offload to to give to try to AJ Brimson. But he, yeah, he's he's a big lump of a of a guy and uh, good and aggressive and yeah, he's he's off contract. Someone that yeah, another Auckland-born guy. Um, yeah, so. the last guy seems more. Talk,
1: out, I feel up, a bit basically.
0: more um, interest in the last okay. guy than this guy. Uh, a guy that you brought up last week, I think, and I'm sorry to say Manly have re-signed him for another couple of years, but uh, Taniello Paseca, he's about 120 kgs, and I think he's currently in reserve grade, but yeah, you mentioned him last week as being the kind of guy you'd like to jump on. Okay, so, yeah, know. something in that mould, like... Yeah. I know
1: there are a few and far between in the mould that this guy carries around, but gee whiz, yeah, something, that's what I want. I want someone that can put an arm through the line with an offload, bit of space, absolute monster to smash people. Yeah. Um, Don't want much to it. No
0: Yeah. I just want someone superhuman, is that too much? <laughs> um, now, there's, there's a lot of the paramedic contract, talks have uh, obviously centred around Clint Gutherson and Mitch Moses uh, is it, but there's several players off contract there and I wonder what you thought about Manu Ma'u and Penny Terapo. Yes to, yeah, Manu Ma'u I'd,
1: I'd, I'd have him he's never going to lose that aggression is he mm. even if he's formed, he's still going to have a mongrel in him, he's I mean. don't know so much about Penny Terapo. I think he's more suited to Super League <laughs>
0: Well, right here
1: riding him <laughs> on early. He's only about 25. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, he just, he, I look at him, and uh, then I look at the guys, some of the Kenny Edwards and that getting around the Super League. It's like, well, yeah, can you care if wouldn't look
0: out of place there. Uh, okay. Sorry, Penny. Penny. <laughs> Is that
1: offensive? That's offensive, <laughs> no. isn't it?
0: Yeah, I, I think he'd take it with a grain of salt. Um, yeah. Pretty small chances, I think. Manu mau <coughs> as you said, aggressive. He's just a just a mean guy that likes being mean to other players, opposition players. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he'd be a good fit for a Warriors pack that kind of almost seems like they're a bit too nice sometimes. Um, man for man, he'd be. Yeah, I th- yeah. That, that's exactly why I go Manu Mao. Yeah. I, do, I just
1: don't think Penny Tufao would do very well in the Warriors environment either. He probably might get a bit lax. If we want someone to come in that's going to yeah. get everyone on their toes and yeah. sort of eyes oh, open going, Whoa, this guy's yeah. crazy. Let's follow him.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it's a good point. And yeah, I think he would bring that as well. Um, next week, we're going to talk about the guys off contract at the Warriors for next year. And uh, I'll be asking Brad if he thinks we should keep get getting out the chequebook to retain them. So look forward to that. Um, but I guess now we'll just move on to our round 10 preview. What do you reckon? Whistle, whistle yeah, through some games. Yeah, punch through some games instead of waffling on, like usual. Um, round 10 kicks off. Storm versus the Tigers. Storm bounced back in stunning fashion against the Eels with that 64 win. Tigers, good win last week, but they're very up and down. Beat Penrith 30-4 to with a big burst in the first 11 minutes last week. Uh Tigers, any chance here? No, nah, no. Nah. This, this, this team, the Tigers,
1: it's easier to pick a broken nose <laughs> than what Tigers team's going to turn up week by week. <laughs> and I just a Storm, I just bat, business as usual. Storm would have done that to most of the other teams in the competition last weekend. It was just that the
0: Panthers, uh, the Eels, were the poor buggers that were put in front of them. Yeah, I just can't see the... Uh can't see the Tigers going down there, and and, uh, and doing it to the storm. They did have two wins over them last year, as you might remember, two low-scoring wins. But yeah, they seem uh, very hot and cold. And I think the storm will get up pretty comfortably on Thursday night. Yep, storm, storm. Um, Friday. Friday starts with our boys, the Warriors, over in Penrith. Uh, man, I hate this matchup. As bad as Penrith are going, I never like playing them. They just seem like a team that can flick a switch and uh, score plenty of points like they have done to the Warriors several times in recent history.
1: Yeah, they've got it there, haven't they? That's the scary thing that it's all still there and they're going to unlock it at certain stages this year. I, I reckon the, Pan- the Warriors got them this time. Panthers are in a deep hole, man.
0: Yeah, they are. Uh, Unbelievable. We've had that first half last week. Um, but... I do think back a couple of years. I think it might have been. Oh, I don't know, oh it was too. <laughs> a couple of years ago when we raced out to a twenty-eight-four halftime lead and got absolutely mowed down. And we didn't just get mowed down on the belt. they erased that twenty-four-point deficit by the sixty-minute mark. It was when they would lost like five in a row as well. Yeah, they're coming in with a, a pretty similar record to what oh, they have at the moment. Sure. Everything is basically. Set up exactly how it was that round. So, hopefully, um, the Warriors have got that in the back of their mind and know that they're going to have to turn up for the full 80. Probably don't quite have the same firepower in any sort of form that um, they did then, the Panthers. So, hopefully, that doesn't happen. Definitely backing the Warriors. Um, what are you thinking about the unchanged lineup? No, no Isaac Luke, no Adam Blair, even though they're both good to go. Um, I would have Isaac Luke. I just,
1: Roach, I don't don't know about him at the moment. Not as,
0: yeah, starting hooker. If he's going to be starting hooker this week, I'd like to see Lawton get 40 minutes of the game rather than 20 after what he put up last week. Roach is going okay, but he got steamrolled by Cameron McInnes for a try. Um, couple of times where he just sort of drifted out, seemed to drift out of the game a little bit. On the whole, not bad, but I still don't think his body is quite up to the rigours of, of NRL. Like, he had basically 18 months out of the game. It'd be good to go and see him get a few full games in New South Wales Cup. He's already had a start. Yeah, he hasn't played any he has he? And then he's in first grade. And then he's already been in and out with injury this year, so... Yeah, but anyway, good to see Kearney stick solid and with a team that played really well last week, and, and yeah, Adam Blair, maybe on the outs, although uh, there's three guys under an injury, cloud: Tohu Harris, Jazz Tavanga, and, uh, and Roach is also under a cloud, so we could very well see Blair and Luke come into the, the game day 17. Yeah,
1: and Roach put another smack in the bottom of the back, didn't he?
0: Yeah, although yeah, he seemed alright after the game I think he looked in a real state when it happened but yeah. he was alright so uh, yeah uh-huh. an interesting one there, see who actually lines up on Friday, but I think that we can do it, Jeez, just looking at this head to head it's pretty horrible reading the last few years the Panthers have won 10 of the last 13 uh, the last 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 straight at, at Penrith So our last one there was in 2012. Um, Yeah, so a few things stacked against the Warriors. It's not going to be an easy one out out there on a Friday night. Uh, But, yeah, anything like last week, they should get the job done, which is exactly what we said when they played the Knights. So, yeah. Yeah, they can.
1: And I I just hope Paddy has another good game.
0: Yeah, he he. Uh, I, was, I was glad to see him bounce back with that trisis for Fuss because he came up with a couple of dud decisions um, in attack and defence. Um, yeah, bit of a, a cutter-like dive out of dummy half there and bundled into touch another stage, jamming in when it wasn't on in defence. But he came back well, some good goal-kicking earlier on. Yeah, well, yeah it was. Um, some big goals there, I fell away at the end there, but... Um, yeah, Patty Herbie confident player, he, and he just he just goes a miles, million miles an hour. And, yeah, big fan. Hopefully he uh, maintains that for the season, the rookie. Um, but, yeah, obviously, yeah, we're both... Uh, Tud and is there. Happy with that? Yep. Yeah, Done. happy. Uh, second Friday game, Broncos, Roosters. Uh, Broncos, are they on the comeback trail, Brad? No, nah, I've just played the... Good game for this month. They weren't even that good, to be honest. Nah, nah. They're not on the comeback. They just won. They um, won one. Uh, they won against a pretty beaten up um, and depleted Manly side. Uh, James Sigiaro, the the interesting yeah. signing, he's still on the extended bench, but yeah, obviously a, a point into what they're uh, up to and be surprised to see him come into the team. Um, no, yeah, good to see him get a gig somewhere where he might get some game time. Yeah, um, and so I I like Sigurd. he's good to watch. Um, but the Roosters, yeah, the, well they held off the Raiders in the end. Man, they ran it pretty close. But they had a few injuries last week. But from those, only Boyd Corden was out this week with concussion. Broncos Jack Bird out for the season. That's a killer. Man, he was playing. He was one of the few guys that was playing well every week and. In line for a New South Wales recall no. and gone now. That sort of back line is not quite looking so sharp. So, New South Wales are getting darted oh at the moment, um, but looks like Latrell's pulled up all right after looking like he was gone for three months. <laughs> 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 can't, believe like you died. can't believe he finished that game. It's unbelievable. Yeah, unreal. Um, yeah, who you got, Roosters? Yeah, Roosters. I think out there at Sandcall, but I don't think that makes too much of a difference. Nah, nah. Uh, Saturday kicks off with Titans and Bulldogs at 5pm New Zealand time. jeez um, you could probably uh, start your, your Saturday footy watching late this week because there's not much to get excited about here. Yeah,
1: not really interested. Bulldogs.
0: Bulldogs, I'll tip the Titans at home. I think they've just got a bit more unpredictability that can get attacking firepower, they can get over these uh, other weak teams. So, yeah. Titans for me? Done? Done. Okay. Uh, Next up, Cowboys versus the Eels up in Townsville. Man, crunch game for both teams. Cowboys right near the bottom. Still lost, not too bad in the loss to South. Eels absolutely pumped by the storm, and there's all this contract talk swirling around Gutherson, and, yeah, all of a sudden a bit of of pressure on them. They're unbeatable at Bankwest and shocking on the road, so... Can the Eels do it up there? Oh, it's a tough one. I think they can. I don't know. The
1: Sharks aren't. I mean, sorry, the Cowboys aren't that great of a team, are they? No, they're
0: not.
1: Unless they might jag the odd one, and this might be the weekend. But if you are going team for team for team season so far, Eels should do it easy. I've got the
0: Cowboys in this one. I think be oh! too strong up there. Tamalolo warming back up. Um, yeah, Morgan's coming right too in there. Yeah, yeah, he's a wily customer. I just think, yeah, bit of pressure on the eels at the moment, and tough, tough road trip to turn it around. As, as uh, despite the Cowboys not going that well, uh, Saturday finishes up. With... You touched, sorry, you, you touched on them unbeaten at back west. Yeah, I've
1: been thinking, how would it would it, uh, like a Ranfurly Shield type situation, and the NRL be a shit thing?
0: That'd be kind of cool, eh? Hey?
1: You know how they're unbeaten, and if, if you beat them at home, yeah, you get you to only take that to, shield.
0: you only have to put it up at home. Yeah. Yeah, that'd, oh, be, that'd
1: awesome. be Especially come season then, when some teams don't have anything to play for. If they've got a shield, or if they've got a shield challenge, to up a bit of ante. Yeah. Geez, that's a good yeah.
0: idea. Okay, it's it's hard to, it seems like it's hard to start a tradition like that in the modern day. Yeah. Um, but, so it's not traditional. Yeah. But um, it would be pretty cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sorry, anywho, who was next?
0: That's a good point. I'm glad you interjected there. Just don't ever interrupt me again. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, and where are we at? Waiters, to... Wabbits. Waiters, Wabbits. Waiters, <laughs> Wabbits. Uh, finishing off the Saturday docket. Um, what have we got here? Raiders, yeah, as I said before, looking to avoid their third loss in four game. Bit of pressure that loss to the Roosters. They came back really well, but man, they're pretty bad for 60 minutes of that game against the Roosters, I know it's the Roosters, but they're playing the team is going gone just about as good this week, so. Yeah, yeah, I think the
1: uh, Raiders might stumble again. Uh, yeah. yeah, they might.
0: It could, this could be right for the upset of the round, though, as well. Mm. Down there in Canberra on a yeah, Saturday exactly. night. Um, but, yeah, really liking what the, the Rabbitohs are. Uh, doing well, kind of liking it. They're probably my least favourite team as a fan, but they are playing really well. Um, Alex Johnston out though. Corey Allen back to fullback. But Cody Walker and Daddy Reynolds. But Cody Walker, unbelievable form. Ten, Just continues. Ten tries from nine games leads the competition. Just going to get a bit steady here for a second. The all-time record for a uh, four or five eight in a season is. 18 tries. That's uh, co-held by um, Trent Barrett, Ben Walker, and a guy from 1910 that played for South. whose so name has escaped me for the moment. But so 18 tries. Cody Walker after nine games already got 10. He's only eight away from that record. You'd have to so say. If
1: the, if the daily m worked right, how would he not be? How's he not straight ahead of everyone? He'd be
0: way at the top. You can't argue with Mun- Munster being at the top, but. You know, Walker would be right there alongside him. Um, yeah. Who you got? Uh, Who you got? Yeah, no, I can't go past Rabbitohs here. They deserve their favouritism. Looking at the TAB odds, and thanks to New Zealand TAB for their support of this Warrior's Life. Um, the Rabbitohs are sixty favourites. It's probably about fair down in Canberra, but I think they'll do it.
1: Yeah, yeah I tend to agree. But I, yeah, upset could be
0: growing as well. How's that? Covering my arse. <laughs> <at> it's uh, <laughs> Just slacking. Sunday kicks off with uh, the Dragons and Newcastle. Um, Dragons dollar seventy two favourites, despite two very disappointing losses on the trot, giving away big leads in consecutive games without Corey Norman in the side. Um, Knights just uh, sneakily three in a row beating the Eels, Warriors, and Bulldogs on the trot. Not not amazing opposition that they've beaten, but they've done it three in a row. Creeping up there. Yeah, I think if you're
1: looking at I think the team with the confidence, the Knights might jag this one.
0: Caelan mm, Pong are doing some amazing things. Uh, Mitchell Pierce in great form. David Klemer in awesome form.
1: Yeah. yeah. Now they've strung a few. I don't see why they can't win this one.
0: Mm. Um, ben Hunt looking to. Get back a bit of confidence after that. <laughs> bastard. I mean, and it's good on him because he even was almost laughing about it as soon as it happened. You um, could tell he was thinking the headlines in his head straight yeah, away. Yeah, and you know, and why not? Why not those headlines? Some of the people that have come out and, and whinged about the headlines, like, I mean, he came up with the most infamous drop in the history of the game, he did it again to effectively cost his team the game again, you know, that's that's par for of the course when you're getting paid one point two million dollars a year. So yeah, uh, and, he, and he he copped his medicine and yeah, I think everyone else should you know, that's just natural that that's gonna be the headline. Uh, but yeah, Benny Hunt be looking for a, a good bounce back. Dry Field last week scored that brilliant try, he gassed to a Vasaschek but then didn't do much else for the rest of the game. Nah, nah.
1: but Ben Hunt probably played better last week than Graham did.
0: Yeah. In that Dragons losing
1: team. Why didn't he get the two points for the
0: end? Back to you, Bray. Yeah, yeah, this is the toughest one of the round for me to pick. I can't get my head head around it. Um, I think I'm going to lean towards the Knights. Just, yeah, Dragons struggling for a bit of confidence after building those leads and choking on them. I'll go Knights.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well done. Well done, who do we finish up with? Uh, Sharkies Eagles, Sharkies
0: Eagles, yeah. Shark Park. <laughs> yeah, these teams both with uh, big injury tolls. Um, the Seagulls ones only gets worse. Uh, but is there, we've we got any ends. Dylan Walker comes straight into the Seagulls team after that uh, clearance from the courts in the NRL. Um, George Defour is back, Lachlan Croker they've got back. Still no Cherry Evans, though. Um. And yeah, no, no big names returning for the Sharks. Have named it unchanged. Seventeen from the one that beat the Titans. Pretty good against the Titans, I thought. Yeah, I, I thought they were still fine, even though they are missing all that talent. Yeah, they got some good, good young fellas coming through there. Yeah, Kyle Flanagan looks so goods in house
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Walker will take a while to get up to speed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no,
0: it's I think the shark's still got them here. Yeah, sharks very very good uh, down there at Shark Park the Yeah. So it looks like it seems like a, a daunting place to, to go and play just with that record the the sharks have uh, built up down there. Yep. Agreed. So, yeah, three from four um, this year at Shark Park. That's why I was talking so slowly. I was trying to bring up the slap the stats. Um, so <laughs> oh, you have the stroke. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was seamless, I, so thanks for I'm still bird, bird taste. bursting that bubble. Um, <laughs> Bad taste. Uh, okay, well that's round 10. Done and dusted. Um, have you got a Stats Corner in there to, to finish off? Yeah, let, let's roll one of them out. Okay. You're going to give me the theme song after you... Oh, oh you want it? You're going to beg for it? Are you? Whoa! Yeah. I'm asking you. Uh, okay. Stats Corner... That is worth it, don't you feel better for I do, I do actually. Nice. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks for that. The segment's gonna be better for, for having that tacked onto the front of it. Uh just just a quick correction last week. I talked about when we we're talking about who might do the goal kicking and brought up Cody Nicarima. He did do a bit of kicking in NYC but it was actually Jaden Nicarima that missed that on the siren conversion in the oh. NYC grand final, so it's been well, he pointed out to you? No no, 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 I did go and look and it's been eating me out ever since I found out the truth. Um, but Patrick Herbert taking the duties and he might have it for some time with Isaac Luke not in the team. Um, and, you know, obviously not an 80-minute player at the moment, Luke, as well. So maybe they'll just keep Herbert in the role. Um, thought he, yeah, looked pretty good. Couple yeah. from the sideline. Um, but so in that vein with a new... Goal kicker on our books. Uh, I thought I'd look at the best percentages for goal kickers in the Warriors history. So oh, they've stuck. had some good kickers. They have. Pulled up the top five here. You probably Gee, they've have, had some good kickers. Yeah, we have been blessed. Um, yeah, but Sean Johnson doesn't feature in this top five list. He's more a solid, sort of low, low to mid-70s kicker. Capable, yeah. but never quite the super boot match winner that we've perhaps been accustomed to in the past. Uh, Number five... I think I've got three. Okay. Tell me... Yeah, do you want to hazard a guess at who will be in the top five? Uh, Top five, there would be Witt,
1: Matthew Ridge, uh, Cleary, and that's all I can think of. Gene Namu?
0: Yeah, I think he was around the uh, low 70s Gene Namu, but you've done very, very well. We'll start at number five, James Maloney. Oh, yeah, of course. Turned in 22 goals at 75.3% in his three seasons with the Warriors. That's solid, but he's been much better since he left. I think since he left, he's been, he's averaged above 80, so he's just getting warmed up when he was in Auckland, but uh, nevertheless, very good goal kick for us. Uh, Number four, Isaac Luke. Only the 46 goals, but 78%. He's actually got a better percentage than Johnson, even though he's <laughs> his, his deputy. But, yeah, Luke's a good kicker, and if you remember that... Is that while he's at South as well? Uh, no, no, just when he was... Just since he's so been he's here. kicked 48 for the Warriors. <laughs> for, yeah, 46 for the Warriors at 78%. He kicked that uh, after the siren goal against the Raiders to send the game into Golden Point, which we subsequently lost, but still an amazing kick. Um, so yeah, he's, he'd be more than happy if he was our, our top line goal kicker with those sort of stats. Um, number three, you nailed it, Ivan Cleary 195 goals at 81.6 percent during his three seasons at the Warriors. Um, yeah. geez, he was a one hell of a goal kicker. One time, yeah, with, I thought he would have been in the top two to be honest. One time record holder for the most points in a season in premiership history when he was at the Roosters. Um, in a number two, you got it again, Matthew Ridge, hundred and three goals at eighty three point one percent in his three seasons. Now those three seasons were incredibly checkered by injury and suspension but and some pretty dusty form, but still didn't lose his goal kicking touch, man, that's a good percentage. For the late 90s, yeah, it 83%. is. three percent. That's um, unreal. I yeah. think I used to run at about six or seven per cent. From in front, um, yeah, no, he didn't get too many chances to win games with his goal kicking with the Warriors, but he, yeah, definitely um, converted more than he didn't, uh, and that means that you've you've got the trifecta. Michael Witt streets ahead of the competition in top spot, 121 goals at 87.1 percent. Man, that That's is one ridiculous. hell of a one hell of a uh, percentage, you know, Michael Witt, that first season that he was here shattered all kinds of records, and I'm just going to bring up the uh, the. Stat. Did he get a consecutive? Uh, I don't think he came close to the I consecutive think... one, but he, in his first season, 2007, kicked 62 goals at 92.5%. Now that was an all-time premiership record for a season, he was... And the second player to kick above ninety percent in this season, having more than thirty attempts or something like that. Is that right.
1: Um, second behind of the Al Mansoori
0: or um, Well, he was a, well, Girdler was the first in 1997, oh, but he, yeah, and he kicked at a better percentage than Michael Gordon came and beat that record a couple of years later. But yeah, just a nice little pocket of Warriors history for Michael. Wood. he was a pretty handy little five eight for yeah. us. And, uh, awesome. and a really nice fella, actually. Had the chance to open, uh, to interview him for the Warriors book, and he, yeah, nice guy, just pretty. Uh, Where does he reside now? Uh, he's a real estate agent on the Gold Coast, I think. Gold Coast or Sunshine <laughs> Coast? Yeah. Um, a lot of them end up peddling houses, don't they? <laughs> yeah, so they're recognisable. Like, oh yeah, well, I remember that guy.
1: Yeah, true. Oh, I bought a house with bloody Michael Witt. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> Bloody Michael Witt sold it It's an absolute dive, but Michael Witt sold it me. <laughs> <laughs> Um So, yeah, I guess we, we'll wrap up on that note, but uh, cheers to Michael Witt, one of the great Warriors goal kickers, and Brad's just off to look at real estate on the Gold Coast now. Yeah. See so how
1: oh, Michael... I am let know Yeah,
0: I'll, I'll get in touch. <laughs> say I'm interested. <laughs> um... Thanks for tuning in, uh, the handful of people that have. Um, and we'll catch you next week. Enjoy yep, awesome. This Warriors. Check. And then visit TWL, for previews, reviews, and all that sort of thing. Give us a few clicks.